Daddy, you've got to come back with me. Where? We better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Hi, everybody. Welcome to ArchD. It's our pleasure to be with you tonight. My name's James. And I'm Jen. Hi, everyone. Hello. It's great to be here. We're going to bring you some amazing music uh, every Saturday night from here on in from 10 o'clock. We're going to bring you some great interviews and all the news and the stuff that's going to be going on around the Archdiocese of Adelaide. Okay, so we're back in the present, nearly 10 <laughs> years back in the future. That was RHD show number one. I was absolutely wow. shook, man, because when you said Saturday, I was like, what? I know. <laughs> Sorry to anyone we freaked out there. Yeah. No, it is not Saturday if it's Wednesday, but if it's Saturday, welcome. <laughs> I know. I love everybody. <laughs> this whole back to the future thing works in all these different ways, but um, it's great to be here. The reason we're getting, well, all sentimental with all our little no. audio sound design is because we are here at Archie's show 400 today. So it's exciting times. We have a cast of thousands of of people who've who've been here through thick and thin. It's been been pretty amazing. And then, of course, realising, Riley Cooper, that, of course, you were here for literally the halfway point. You were here for show 200. I was actually, yeah, wow. Guys. Although you weren't actually here. You were, I think, uh, like a year 11 in your cabra school uniform. Oh, yeah, I was cool. Yeah, yes, that's right. Yes. I was the coolest That's kid. the point I'm trying to make. Yes, you were cool. <laughs> You're I'm so much cooler then than I was like today. But we got um, we got yes. like a feature in the paper. That was in the newspaper, that one. I was, yeah. I always get really excited when people were like, obviously, when you're in the paper, you're always like, oh, my God, it's me. Like, it feels surreal. Like, it does just, feel surreal. <gasps> they never spell my name right, though. I'm not going to lie to you. That's And like, the newspapers still a thing, right? They still newspapers still exist. I mean, like, yes. What else do you like hit the birds away with? Rachel Park, great to have you here today. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be yeah. here. And uh, Tom Basso. Yeah, 400 shows. James. 400 I shows. I said we wouldn't make it. That's more than I could. Who said that? Who said that? Who said we wouldn't make it? Sorry, you did you say that? that? Hang on. Have you been talking to people who've said that? <laughs> have you been talking to other radio Are shows you behind our back? Who said that? Well, there, was, there was a few moves back in a few hundred episodes back. We thought, no, nah, we'll stick with you. I'm imagining that you're like hanging out with these Bond villain kind of people going, <laughs> yes, they'll never make it. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly what happened. Okay, that's so. exactly how it went down. Anyway, but yeah, but we're here. We're, we're here. here. We're and here. We played it. And so we're going to be playing today favourite <gasps> clips oh. from oh the, the show. We've also got this brand new really awesome mixing desk. It's a podcasting desk. Ooh. So we can um, like trigger off all of the um, all of the clips um, as if podcast. by magic. So Stop it. I know, right. Okay, so um, we got lots of stuff coming up. Um, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, Emily Brimlow, Justin Bieber and tons more right now. Though this is Powerful. You're listening to ArchD 107.9 Life. That is Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. You're listening to ArchD 107.9 Life. Emily Brimlow, Justin Bieber and Vera Blue on the way very shortly. You are here for ArchD show number four. 400, yeah. which is a mental. Did you coordinate that? We no, we need one of those air horns to go like we just need it. Air horn enthusiast, Archie It's actually my business card. Honestly. Oh, I yeah. bet. <laughs> Wow. Who's printing these cards and not <laughs> and, and red flags aren't going up? <laughs> Mostly me. It's just Rachel's business. Yeah, card. like by hand. <laughs> by hand. <laughs> she doesn't pay me a whole lot. 
<laughs> I pay you with my presents. You You're do. Like, oh my god. I'm okay. like, oh my god, Riley's here. <laughs> She's here. I've got a business card. <laughs> Riley, love me. <laughs> You're like, it's like that episode of Mystery Show where that guy's a was an artisan pencil sharpener. <laughs> you go. <laughs> it's never questioned throughout the entire show. Really? He's like, he's just like an artisan pencil sharpener. You go oh to his house, god. and there are pencil shavings all over the house. Oh like, what is this? <laughs> Never that. things that are never questioned. Okay, so um, <laughs> what we've done leading into today is we've looked at this with a little bit of nostalgia and gone, okay, let's flash back a little bit and ask everyone their favourite show memories oh. from the ones that they've been involved with. And I was intrigued, Tom Basso, that mm-hmm. your choice actually wasn't one that you were necessarily in. <laughs> it was one that <laughs> you remember. Well, you were there, like um, you were there. I was there. But we just had to witness something happen. An amazing force of nature that just kind of took place in front of us. So let's just have a quick listen and uh, and sample all of its goodness. Yes, Riley Cooper, you can tell your... Here it is. Snaples Okay, go. All right, so there's a little boy. We're call him Jimmy. <laughs> little Jimmy. All right. You know, went to school one day. All right. And, uh, you know, it's a regular school day. You know, he's just chilling, still on his homework. Oh, and he, uh, he closed his book that was on top of the desk, right? And you see he's scratched into, like, the desk's surface. There was a word, and the word was Snaples. And he was like, Snaples, Snaples, what, what does that mean? And he turns to his mate, and he goes, buddy, what's, what's Snaples mean? And the kid goes, oh, you can't say that? <laughs> what? And he goes, what? I don't think the kid puts his hand and goes, Miss, Miss, Jimmy said something bad. And then the teacher comes up and she goes, Jimmy, what did you do? And he goes, Miss, what does Snaples mean? He goes, oh, go to the principal's office right now. And so Jimmy's like, oh, my gosh. So he's walking down the hallway, you know, he goes to the principal's office. Principal's like, right. Now, teacher didn't tell me why you're here. So why are you here? And he goes, oh, I just asked what Snaples meant. She goes, oh. No, I'm going to call your parents right now. She called up his parents. They go, what's wrong? Just get here now, she said. So his parents. I wish the audience could see her reaction. I know, it's like, happening right now. Video. Keep going. And so his parents come in. They go, oh, what's this all about? What's going on? And the principal is just shaking her head. And his parents are like, Jimmy, what's going on? And Jimmy goes, I just wanted to know what Snaples meant. They go, oh, no. Jimmy. No, Jimmy, you're home right now. You're grounded for life. And he goes, oh, my God. So he runs out of the school and he's sprinting. And on the wind, he hears Snaples. Snaples. And he's running. And the- <laughs> what is this joke? <laughs> and he's running. And he sees a stranger on the street. And the stranger goes, what's wrong? And he goes, what does Snaples mean? And they go, ah! <laughs> running and he gets to the shoreline and he sees the shoreline was he running into the sea he just ran he's just running running. he was following snaples on the wind okay and the wind is still whispering snaples snaples but it's getting louder so jimmy knows he has to take this boat that he found out into the sea what and so jimmy gets in the boat and he's rowing and the snaples is going snaples Snaples, Snaples getting louder and louder until it becomes a big crest. A crest? What's it called? A cur- of like a wave. A wave, the top of the wave. Okay. It's the biggest. It's just yelling at him, Snaples, Snaples. And Jimmy stands up in the boat and he shouts to the world, what does Snaples mean? And then Jimmy falls backwards into the water. <laughs> and that's where we learn the lesson of the story. 
don't stand up in boats. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm, I can. I am that. never getting that four minutes back. <laughs> I cannot accept that. I demand a refund, Riley Coop. <laughs> I just love, Riley, how incredibly funny you find the recitation of your... You were, like, laughing continuously the whole way through that. But it was you that was saying the joke. What did I just listen to? Now, I know I have a really high opinion of my own sense of humour, but I, I don't know if I'd laugh continuously and go, that guy, he is something else. Listen to him. The worst part about it, listen to that was I forgot how it ended again. So I again. It's just like you heard it for the first time again. Uh, is that what we have time for in the show? Oh, that yeah, that's 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 was that? Home. We're done. It We're was done. epic. It was an epic joke. That was brilliant. Oh that was man, brilliant. I could just like Amazing. I was laughing because I could just imagine my like face and like my hand movements and stuff. Because yeah. I know how I'm like when I talk. Like I do like hand signals and like faces, and I like throw myself around the room. Not like that much. So are you saying that you weren't just listening to yourself say the joke and laughing? <laughs> you were imagining all of your amazing physical comedy <laughs> that also went with it that made you laugh as well. You're like, oh, I'm such a riot. If only I could see myself right now, I'd be even funnier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. So this stands out to you though, Top. Like you remember this very yes. clearly as a fave memory. Yeah. Was, I think that was the first show That's we did together. That's my new favourite Was it really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> your favourite yeah. memory, Rachel? <laughs> I wasn't there. I had no idea this even occurred, but it's my new favourite. She literally heard it for the first time just then. <laughs> I was like on the verge of tears. It was beautiful. That was very good. Oh, very good. I've been paid from laughing so <laughs> I'm actually surprised you find myself, like you're surprised that I find myself amusing. You've seen me when I make any pun ever. Like I just go off. Like, I guess I guess I've, I've seen you, but I've never seen you listen back to yourself. <laughs> before and sort of go that and not just going mm-hmm, yeah I nailed that one or oh, that was a really good one it's like going oh man stitch my side back up I am the bomb I am hilarious it's me with my own sense of humour like nobody's funnier than me I have all the in jokes with myself <laughs> alright okay so we, we got more to get through anyway um, more stuff um, a, a certain a certain other show that definitely was one of the first things that came to mind from you guys oh, yeah. when we uh, were talking about favourite moments also got music from Vera Blue the Saga, Harry Styles, and heaps more. But right now, this is, I love this one. This is the new one from Emily Brimlow. You're listening to RHD 107.9 Life. That is Justin Bieber. You're listening to RHD 107.9 Life. Vera Blue, the saga, Harry Styles on the way. Very shortly, we are here celebrating show number 400. Looking back (gasps) on like a lot, a lot of radio shows that have happened over. There's been so many radio shows. So 400. At least. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Pure take. <laughs> at least, at least, indeed, at most. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, when asked to favorite, because you guys have done a ton of shows um, between you over the years, uh, to to think of the one moment that was a fave moment uh, is always a challenge. But in some mm. cases, not. Mm. Thinking back, this is one that definitely pops out a lot. Um, the first instinct that I think both you, Riley, and Rachel had oh, was yeah. this. So here we go. Well, let's play it and let's talk a little bit after as to why this really jumps out. People kept saying, oh, you know, Keanu Reeves and John Wick, Keanu Reeves and John Wick. And I'm thinking, what is it about him in this action movie in, in particular that people are really kind of getting behind? And then someone pointed out, 
he does pretty much everything in MasterShot. So unlike um, like you see a Liam Neeson Taken movie, mm-hmm. when him just literally running up and scaling a fence, the camera shot's taken from like about 12 different angles as he's doing it because they put stunt people in. Oh, so okay. he's clearly not jumping the fence. Yeah. He's like got people doing it. But because all of the stuff in John Wick is done in one large, large like tracking shot, like the camera's following him go along yeah. doing all of the kind of like I'm going to go into this place and like take out a thousand bad guys with one with a, oh. one go in a couple of minutes Yannick. he's doing everything like there's no he's doing he's choreographed the whole thing and the whole fight scene and action scene is all him yeah. so that's oh, it gives him really great rep you know because he's so uh, clearly committing fully yeah, to this yeah and it's like thing. have you seen that video and it's him training in the John Wick movies and he's actually it's him nailing every single target oh, loading no reloading so quickly like he is John Wick so where does he rank in favourite actors for you then one no, one one, one? Can you, he's really? one one <gasps> you know that question where it's like if you could have dinner with anybody <laughs> what's wrong that you know that, that number or that, that question where it's like if you could have dinner with anybody, who would it be? Like living or dead? Keanu is my person that Why I would though? have dinner Why with. Why would you want to have dinner with Keanu because Reeves? he is so nice and I feel like he's very worldly <laughs> and he's very down to earth and he's done all these really awesome things just because, you know, he just feels like doing it. I love Keanu. <laughs> <He's> I feel <laughs> like she needs to drink water or something. Okay, so that, he'd be, okay, number one dinner, dinner with anybody. Yep. That's you, Keanu That's Reeves. Me. Rachel Park. Uh, Tie between Keanu Reeves and Emily Browning. There it is. Keanu. Keanu Reeves for you too. Yeah, he's pretty- What wow. is going on? And I said a tie between Emily Browning and him. Okay, who's Emily, Emily Browning, Browning again? Emily, Emily Browning is a Australian actor and she's like the best. She seems like the most down-to-earth person ever, like Keanu. I mean, I don't know if she's like anom- anonymously <laughs> giving people Harley Davidsons or whatever, but she seems really cool. She could be. She could be. Within the realms of possibility. Emily Browning, if you're listening to this, I'd like a motorcycle. Please. Fantastic. That's brilliant. <laughs> um... Tom Basso, oh. Keanu? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, no, I've got, I've got nothing. I mean, we didn't know who Keanu was. We didn't know who it was at the start of the break. So yeah. if if it is Keanu, yeah, these guys have made a really good, compelling case for him very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> he's not coming to my dinner though. Oh. Who's coming to your dinner if you've got one choice? That's a good question. I'm, I like Jerry Seinfeld. I'm a big Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Why Jerry Seinfeld? I think he's hilarious. I think he's my favorite comedian. Okay, so. it's interesting that it ends that way, Tom, because not long after this you actually met George Costanza. <laughs> That's correct. We should have had dinner. Tis that would have been fate. great. Oh, well, wow. didn't you get those special VIP tickets? Don't did. they include dinner? Exactly. Dinner and being taken away at like, like a horse-drawn carriage, like Cinderella. <laughs> Fireworks be, across the sky. Beautiful. Beautiful. It was actually interesting. Like earlier in that break, listening back to it today, um, we were talking actually about the ArchD Awards and then um, you guys were asking, oh, the ArchD Awards coming up. Have we been nominated for something? And the irony was you ended up being nominated for the very break that we were doing right there. And you won. You won. We did. We did. And then we roasted Tom again in our acceptance. Yeah, because you weren't there. That's right. I got roasted on the acceptance speech. You did. Well, yeah. Well, to be fair, you didn't know you it was a good break though. It was good. I was yeah. still shook that you didn't know who he was. Yeah, like, I, I'm, to be honest, I'm still a bit scared to you on who he is. But I, the only education I've got from him is from you two. Good. So. That's good. the only education you need. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> University of Riley and Rachel. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, us with chalkboards. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just Keanu's face, just us pointing to it repeatedly. This We're man not saying anything. <laughs> this man is everything. Man we did everything. the game show of Keanu Reeves. <gasps> we right. did match that Keanu yeah. awesomeness. That was fantastic. Match that oh, that Keanu was awesomeness. Yeah. Like Which has ended up becoming actually a live action game. We're, we're franchising. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> <What is> <laughs> hey, where are the rights for me and Riley? Yeah, I reckon. I 
Uh, yeah. He's like, James is like backing up and stuff. He's like, yeah, about that. I'm going to go right It's <laughs> <laughs> like 10 shredding machines going on in the background. Yeah, about that. Hang He's on. Like, you know what, guys? Don't even worry about it. It's all sorted. <laughs> exactly. It's worked it out so you don't owe me anything. <laughs> and, anyway, we've got lots more coming up and lots more special guests coming up too. Uh, also music from the saga, Harry Styles guy, Sebastian and more. But right now, this is the new one from Lewis the Child and Vera Blue. You're listening to RHD 107.9 Live. Brand new from Lewis the Child and Vera Blue. Uh, you're listening to RHD 107.9 Live. Show number 400. And it's amazing to have back. Marianne Mayo, lovely to have you here today. Lovely to be here, James. So you're you're a bona fide radio star these days. Well, um, we, I don't know. I wouldn't say that, but sure. Oh, wouldn't yeah, you? Nah. Would like, you? Oh, no. <laughs> so humble. She's like, yeah, you are like, you're like, like a black, black belt ninja of yeah. humble bragging. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll take that, yeah. <laughs> Pretty accurate. But it's, it's really good to be here. I don't think I've been on Arch D for quite a it's while. It's been ages. Yeah. It's been ages. And uh, it's so lovely to have you back. And Michaela Howard-Jones, hello. Hello. Good. So this is cool. This is like a – all of you guys here today, it's like a full-on award winner posse today. It's huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, actually, Marianne, last year <laughs> yeah. you were a judge for us as well. You judged all this stuff. Yeah. So you judged oh, these people. Yep. She I, was really judgy. You. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, I feel vulnerable. Oh my god! Guys, you're gonna You won though. Like, what are you feeling vulnerable yeah. about? Feel empowered. That's probably the more the, the more likely thing. So, um, <laughs> we were uh, looking at favorite clips, and uh, Michaela, yours is the next one up of the one that you did. And this, or can you sort of set the scene a little bit for us here about where we were and why we were there? Well, this was Founders Day. 2019, I think, and you and I were walking down to um, Seacliff from um, Somerton Beach. It was a beautiful walk, walking along the beach, walking along the sand, just mm. having some really cool deep chats. It was a really great time. Yeah, we were. And I think the the idea was that we were going to be having chats with other people, but yeah. it didn't kind of work out. It we didn't. just kind of had this, got into this deep, long chat and it was like looking at the tape and going, this is a really long <laughs> chat and a good one and a really good one as well. So I'm just trying to remember the context of, of, of this clip of where we are, because it was a really long conversation. And mm. we were talking about, I think it was about a, a Raymar, one of the Raymar things, the Marist youth things that, are ha- that happened at Sacred Heart. And we were talking about the fact that it wasn't what you expected. Yeah, it was me talking about the very first time that I went on one of the Marist Raymar camps. Okay, here we go. Well, I was expecting it to be very awkward, I think, and very, very, for the lack of a better word, Jesus-y. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair So very sort of praise and worshipy. Yes, exactly. Okay. That was exactly what I was expecting. And I, I was a, a little bit worried that I was going to be really out of my element and that I was going to be around people who was really, really connected with their faith. And I, I definitely at that point wasn't. Um, really? But, Where were you at that point? Uh, honestly, at that point, I grew up being a religious. My family was and I was baptised. But but I, I sort of believed in it because I felt like I had to believe in it. Yep. And I didn't have the faith. And I think that's super important and religion and faith I feel personally are two very different things okay talk through that because a lot of people might think that that isn't um, separate might people might think that's the same how do you see them as different um okay I think from a perspective of a lot of other people around me growing up with a lot of people who aren't religious people see um, organized religion as something that is is you know bad or, or you know dangerous or you know whatever it is or that it's not something they want to be a part of but why do you think that is honestly i think it's because sometimes people are a little bit scared to understand something that they don't get Mm. it's a bit daunting and and you know maybe if you weren't brought up like that it's it's hard to walk into something that big and that massive um like religion and it is um and everyone has such different ideas but i i think 
I was religious when I came into um, starting my journey here at Sacred Heart, but I didn't have faith. And that is something that I really oh, That's a really interesting distinction. Mm. So in that you, you, you kind of understood what religion was yes went to church went to mass yep. but without really having the kind of the real meat and potatoes that really underpins absolutely. the whole absolutely exactly that's exactly what it was and i and and i knew that i was religious and and i and i felt it and i did believe in it um but i didn't feel like but like intellectually you believed yes in it. intellectually i okay. believed in it yes and in and but in my heart when i when i would struggle or, or i would go through times of hardship it wasn't something that i lent on it wasn't something that i felt comfort in yeah. and it wasn't something that i felt i could connect with other people about because i didn't have that connection with it myself so it sounds like michaela like we're looking back so that was like term three last year that mm. we, we did that has anything changed for you since that time? I think so much has changed. Because you've left school, you, left, you're yeah. out, out in the out in the well, not so the real world. You were never <laughs> not real in the real world, world but like <laughs> you said, so much has changed. Yeah, I think so much has changed. I don't know. I think I was so naive that to the fact that while I was at school, I was um, sort of being like walked through it. If you get what I mean, no, like, I totally yeah. Really yeah. walked through. I was sort of like like. Um, well, sort of. in every sense, but specifically faith journey because I was involved in so many youth groups and I had so many connections with people through um, ministry and I knew them outside and inside of it and we were all really good friends. So we all were going on this sort of journey together, which is really deep, but it's true. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I left school, as you do, everyone sort of goes on their own way and I found myself like super out in the open and I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't really know what to do now anymore without all of these people around me. I can't like check in on what other people are doing and stuff like that. Well, I can, but I can't do that as easily as I used to be able to. And there wasn't someone telling me, oh, so we've got this fundraiser and we're going to go to mass and we're going to do this. And so it's like super hard to be actively yeah. involved. Yeah. Do you remember the moment, um, that moment where Michaela's out at the moment, Marianne, when you were like just one year, not even one year out of mm. school? Because you've, I mean, you've grown up in Catholic family and yeah. your, your faith journeys kept on going and kept on developing. Do you remember yeah. that space just a year later and feeling how uh, things had kind of shifted or changed or, or maybe it hadn't for you because I know that you were a part of youth groups outside of yeah, school as well. Yeah, well, that was a big part of my faith journey was being part of a parish youth group. and and But yeah, I don't know that I necessarily found there was that. I suppose going out of high school and into uni, it is a huge change in culture and that probably is where I found the struggle to, to sort of continue to keep my faith relevant to me because you want to go to the parties and other things that happen and sometimes um, it can be a little bit tricky to kind of continue to be so so if you could go mm. back and give yourself a piece of advice from where you are now yeah. like with the position of going yep you're now in a very you know you're still very actively involved in youth ministry and now you've gone on you're now you yep. know, working at 107 night life and doing um, the takeover every night as well mm. like you are I would say fairly well cemented and fairly you know great Grounded in where you are at the moment. Oh, thank you. If you could go back and kind yeah. of say to that, say to that person, say to that person, when you're out, 
Marianne yeah. one year out and say, look, this is really the most important thing that you need to know to be on your way. What would you say? Yeah, I think um, stick to what you believe in and don't try to change because the crowd wants you to. I think okay. if, you, if you enjoy being a part of youth ministry and doing social justice, then keep at it and really be proud of it as well because it's a really great thing and it's great because you don't realise how much you're influencing people around you as well mm. without them even realising it. Lots more coming up. Harry Styles, Harry Styles, uh, Guy Sebastian and Elizabeth Grace. But right now, brand new, uh, fantastic. I met these guys actually at ACYF 17 in Sydney, which we're going to be talking about mm. in a second. They were the backing singers of Genevieve Bryant's band at the time. They've now gone out and done their own thing. They've started a band called The Saga. And this is a brand new song that they have just put out, which is an absolute cracker, uh, cracker. called If I Told You. You're listening to Arch D 1079 Life.
listening to RHD 107.9 Live. Guy Sebastian Elizabeth Grace on the way very shortly here for RHD show number 400. It seems nuts to actually even say those words. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's amazing that, that we've done that many shows and been around for that long. So 10 mm. years next year. Wow. Um, cool. We're going to do something very special with the awards, I think. Are we having a party? Ooh. We are going to be having the awards at the Capri Ooh. Cinema. Ooh. Oh, it is going to be it is going to be full formal 1920s thing <gasps> because oh, it's all deco wow. at the Capri. I don't know. Well, I went there the other day to have a bit of a look around. Stop. And uh, and it's really stunning. Is that old, and I'm um, orchestra. What's it called? The yes. Yeah, they got the old uh, um, what, the organ. Theater organ. 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 Oh yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Some word that starts with O. Same words, yeah. Somewhere yeah. around there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's got like all of the stuff in the side, all of the different orchestra yeah. things mm. that he can kind of get going. But I, I was just really excited because the Capri's been my favourite cinema since forever and I love it. And the mm. idea of um, using all of the different kind of footage and audio that we do, using the big cinema screen yeah. and everything as well, it's going to be really excellent. Awesome. And um, so I'm really excited. And I figure like 10 years, we need to put on something. We need yeah. to put a party on something oh, that yeah. everyone Absolutely. likes. And yep. So that's going to be really cool. So so look out for that. We'll be doing that you know, during the first term sort of like March time mm. uh, next mm-hmm. year so that'd be very exciting so exciting we are getting very close Woo-hoo. to yeah. 10 years it's nuts um, it's really amazing um, so uh, we are going to get to your clip now Mary and now um, you and I like when you were very early starting on with um, doing stuff with RHD so that was um, at just at the end of 2017 mm. and I think we'd only just done a few shows at that yep. point yep. and I don't think you'd even done any shows with Denisha who you then went on to do a ton of shows with yeah. after that yep. at that point uh, we met up while we were kind of like over there and sort of got to know each other a little bit during that time and the the clip that you chose mm. initially was a recording that um, was the interview that, that I did with Matt Ma when I was there yeah. um, which was you know this incredible moment that sort of all happened at that very last minute um but it was and it was kind of crazy because i had to go in through a kitchen and up a back staircase or something it was very very strange and then all of a sudden emerged and i was like right in the middle of their band room yeah um and it was an incredible interview and an amazing to meet him finally um uh so i'm a bit starstruck in the interview which is like hard because you're there but i fortunately had all my questions written out so i didn't have to worry about it too much but when we talked a little bit when we kind of delved away from music and more into um, the kind of just more deeper things about what, what drives him and his feelings about mm. things uh, in regards to that. It was this fantastic bit. And this bit I really want to play because this is the bit from my the interview that I really, really loved. Hang on, just find the right button. You've spent a huge amount of your career working broadly in more um, ecumenical Christian areas. And you've become, you know, such a, a well-known artist in that area as well. What has working in those areas done for you as your faith journey as a Catholic? Um, I think it's definitely expanded my understanding and my my compassion for ecumenism and for specifically Jesus's heart for ecumenism you know um, prior to the beginning of the paschal mystery which is Jesus's passion death and resurrection there's a whole chapter of John's gospel dedicated to a prayer that he prays after the Passover meal which is considered one of the high priestly prayers but he prays for unity and um, and I, for me, it was a. It's been a 12-year endeavor now of my heart realizing I didn't really care about it, unity before. I was very content in my Catholicity, and I think with the uh, election of Pope Francis, it was a it was a real affirmation for me in terms of. I think God gave Peter a heart for unity as well, specifically the Peter that we have right now. You know, I think that 
a belief in something like the centrality of the Eucharist, if it doesn't lead to a heart that's open to others and doesn't point you outward, then I often wonder maybe we're just not receiving it correctly because um, that's the heart of Jesus. So if the point of receiving something like Eucharist is to change my heart and make it more like Christ, then it should also expand my, my desire and my heart for others who are outside this community that I'm part of, that they would feel more welcome and that they would feel uh, more included in the human family. And I, because I think that's the role of the church, you know, I think that's the, the role of the church in the world is to be sort of the connective tissue to all of humanity. Jesus's goal is the reconciliation of all of humanity. It's not just that the church be healthy uh, and be happy uh, as much as it, it is the church in the world helping bringing about the reconciliation that God desires for all of humanity. Hey everybody, this is Matt Marr. You're listening to ArchD Radio. 107.9 Life. ArchD 107.9 Life. Coming to the end of ArchD show number 400. Oh, wow. It's pretty mega. We've even got the red carpet and the banner set up here. Yeah. We're going to take some red carpet photos. We're going to put it up on the social media page when we're done. Is that the Bunnings red carpet? That... <laughs> That is. <laughs> I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to like downplay the red carpet. I'm Aren't just asking. I'm just really? asking questions. Really? You're not yeah. trying to downplay it by referring <laughs> to it as the up. Bunnings red carpet? You know what I mean? I'm talking yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. The Bunnings red on my yeah. goodness Ooh. gracious. Very impressive. Look, the oh, reason I got it, okay, the reason I got the Bunnings red carpet was because when we were setting it up for the ArchD Awards, I needed something that was going to fit down a specific yeah. hallway. And fun fact red carpets generally are 1200 millimeters wide okay oh, so okay. one meter 20 right but the hallway that we were setting up in was um 1.1 meter wide so oh. it was going to bunch up on the sides so mm. i couldn't get one but the thing was bunnings <laughs> sold a red carpet that was one meter 1000 nice. so we could fit Beautiful. perfectly in there and then in the end funnily enough we had to change it because of the sun <laughs> on the day because remember it was really bright and yeah. no one wanted to look into the sun anyway fun fun times fun yep. times good times yep. okay so we are playing favorite clips at the moment um everyone's yeah. had a go now i'm going to play mine my favorite clip now um this was a uh, I, I guess part of understanding why this clip is my favorite is you need to know a little bit of background about what was kind of going on behind the scenes here uh that was kind of important so um at the time that we did this so this was recorded at the archd radio awards at the beginning of 2018 um now in any like large organization like what archd is in we're, we're all different parts of different sub departments uh mm -hmm. kind of all put together so every so often these things come under you know we look at these things under review we work out um how they're all going to be organized how they're going to be sorted out and there had been a kind of a bit of a question mark over how things were going to work out at this particular moment at this particular time and that day the actual day of the awards was going to be the day that i found out how things were going to go and uh my phone didn't ring so I didn't know at that moment when I had to get up and speak at the end of the awards what the future of ArchD was going to be at that point because oh. no one had told me where, where things were. So, like, chances are it would have continued, but I had to be aware of the fact that that moment that I was standing there might be the very last oh. time mm. I ever got the opportunity yep. to speak to everybody. Wow. Uh, and with everyone gathered together, all the teachers and all the students and old scholars and their parents, um, it was it, this might have been the moment that I had um, to 
show my appreciation and to say how proud I was of what the show was and what it had done. And then there was also a funny thing that happened um, in regards to the way that the awards had been presented. Um, I don't think I'd need to give it a great deal of explanation. I think it's kind of clear, like, let's just say there was an envelope mix up in the award <laughs> prior and I had to yes, kind of make yep. it right. I remember that. Okay, you do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Here it is. You know, we aimed to make a show that young people would make for other young people to listen to and to be engaged by. These young people could be honest, they could be themselves, they could tell their own stories. And in that, listeners would hear, as our mission statement says, a snapshot of a positive Catholic experience. Be that in a Catholic school, in a Catholic youth group, or even on a Catholic radio show. And four years of consistent growth show that together we are succeeding. People want to hear this. Thank you to all of you who've been a part of putting together any of our HD radio shows because we have made something awesome. And I'm so incredibly proud of all of the young people here tonight. Now, Have you got those tissues, Caitlin, by the way? I'll need them in a sec, probably. Now, a really fun thing has happened here um, because I'm here tonight to present the Broadcaster of the Year Award. That somehow has already just happened because of, you know, the, the systems are never perfect here. We try to lay them out in a way that's in order. As a Broadcaster of the Year was Denisha Stavropoulos. If you have a look at the plaque, you'll see that that's what it says. So, <laughs> so Denisha has shown, uh, I'll say it off the bat now that it's done because there's no point talking about it in the abstract anymore. Um, Denisha has, has put in so many shows this year, done such an amazing job and is such a natural uh, radio broadcaster and uh, the amount of shows she's done and the feedback that we've gotten from our audience about her has been fantastic. So please give another round of applause to Denisha for uh, doing such an amazing job. So I hope you don't mind Archbishop, but now I'm gonna present the In The Spirit Award because um, that's just how it is. So. So the In the Spirit Award, we'll go back to those nominees again. Marianne Mayo from Henley Antioch, Luke Wormold from Sacred Heart College, Kaylin Alexander from St. Francis de Sales, and Orla Spur from Aberfoyle Antioch, uh, and Denisha Stavropoulos from uh, Cabra, she's an old scholar. And the winner of the In the Spirit Award this year, uh, summing up everything that we do here at ArchD, putting um, the ideas around faith and formation, uh, but making it in a way that they live out in their everyday, in their own way, in their own context, and make it so that everyone can understand what it's all about. The winner is Kaylin Alexander from St. Francis de Sales. Had to come back down those stairs. Um, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to you, James. This one actually means a lot to me. Um, I worked very closely with a lot of students, um, a lot younger than me, and being able to share my wisdom with them meant so much to me. Sorry, very emotional person. Um, it just means so much to me that there are so many young people who are really getting out there just like I did back in year nine. And I remember exactly the same. I think he does it with everybody. You talk about breakfast on your very first time. We spoke about, I think it was Vegemite toast and aliens, I think, came up in conversation. I have no idea how we got onto the topic of aliens, but 
that's just how it happens, I guess. But yeah, I just want a huge, huge thank you for the girls that I did it with back in year nine and everybody I've met along the way during this journey. It means so much to me. Thank you so much. So I, I could have picked a ton of different ones, but that one just kind of <laughs> yeah. stood out to me just because I guess I've never had an opportunity to kind of like, you say th these things kind of happen behind the scenes, I guess, and you never really know how it is. And also love Kaylin's reaction too. Yeah, because, you know, pretty um, awesome. Yeah, I think she was, she was probably early days, like when um, I think she'd won the Broadcaster Award the year before or the year before that. And it was the very first time I think anyone got up um, – at the awards night and was very emotional about winning something. Mm. And that really kind of hit me that somehow what we're making here actually really matters to people. And mm. it, that really kind of struck yeah. me at the time. So yeah. And now here we are 400 shows later <laughs> and it's, it's an amazing, not 400 shows from there, but you know, just yeah. generally <laughs> 400 shows since the very, very beginning. So yeah. you guys, all of you, all of you here today, you're amazing. You're awesome. You've been such a huge part of everything. So I say thanks. And I'm, the fact that you're even here today is just wicked. You know, I love it. Yeah. And so. thank you to you, Jane. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think you've done an show would amazing job. Same. Oh, <laughs> that being said you can check out all of our shows um i think almost all of them are available as podcast i think from literally um show i think about 100 onwards wow. that we're there we got a ton of them maybe not that many but a lot enough enough to keep you out of trouble for a long time <laughs> um as well as all the other podcasts we make we do four other podcasts too uh here at hd uh on different um, aspects of catholic identity and catholic education uh but as far as this radio show we are here as always every wednesday night from nine every Saturday night from 10. Stay tuned to 1079 Life for more of your music, and we will see you again in a few days. Bye. Bye. Bye.